you have a lot of good. You have a lot of good. And I know some people don't always want to acknowledge that with Jack. There's a lot of good there. Number one is Jack Swarbrick has overseen more national championships at Notre Dame in all sports than any AD in the history of Notre Dame. That is big picture. That is a huge feather in his cap. And a lot of those sports programs are top notch and, uh, he deserves credit for that. He's overseen the most championships of anybody at Notre Dame, and that's impressive. Also, here's something Jack deserves credit for, and he doesn't get enough of it because this is behind the scenes, okay? I don't think 740, I see you. I'll get to you in uh, in a minute here. Hang with me. Any other calls? 312-988-15, dial it up. Here's what Jack did. When Kelly took over at Notre Dame, Notre Dame football was so far behind in every like practical way. I am not talking like how to get to the next level. Notre Dame's not doing that. No, they were behind in basics. I'm talking basic facilities, basic nutritional stuff, basic access to therapists for physical, mental, emotional, all that stuff. Uh, the buildings needed upgraded. The equipment needed upgraded. Like, especially the training table. Like, all of this nutrition, new age, modern medicine that gets the football program in shape. All of this stuff, Notre Dame was way, way behind it. Way behind. Like, holds you back from competing. You're so far behind. You're not giving your guys, you're not giving your guys a chance to succeed. Uh, in that dynamic, okay? Jack went in there, went to bat for Kelly, and did get a lot of that behind-the-scenes infrastructure going, either securing funding for certain things or literally being able to get them going right away and say, we need to do this for our football athletes, okay? The issue is that kind of work is all done behind the scenes, that's not very public. It's not something when we tune into the games, we could see it and then go, good job, Jack. You got us to this point. All right. That is dirty, ugly, not fun, grinding behind the scenes work that comes with no fanfare, no article saying you're awesome. Like that is grinding behind the scenes AD work. Jack did a good job of that. He did a good job of that. Getting Kelly as much as he could get to get this thing kind of caught up to the modern age. Jack did a really good job of that, and, and he does deserve credit for it, okay? On the flip side, though, I, there's, no, there's no football nothing. There, like, he got that infrastructure in, but there's no football nothing on Jack's ledger. There ain't a major bowl game. I don't see Eisman. I don't see any playoff wins. I don't see any trophies. A lot of good things happen, but that ain't on the list. And that's what makes the world move at Notre Dame. It's it's why any of those other sports exist and matter at all on a national level is because of that elite football success. So it it's similar to Kelly in a lot of ways. That's the way I see uh, the Jack's legacy. It's like Brian Kelly. And it's funny to me how it mirrors Kelly in a lot of ways at Notre Dame, meaning 
did a lot of really, really good stuff. But the most important stuff we all care about didn't happen. So how do you weigh that? How do you weigh Jack winning more titles in every other sport than any Notre Dame AD we've ever had? But on the flip side, the one thing everybody cares about that makes the world move over there, nothing. Nothing. I mean, you you could say Kelly's legacy isn't nothing, but as far as what we value as Notre Dame people, it's trophies, playoff games, Heisman trophies, winning major bowl games, winning title, none of that. None of that. You also had the crossroads thing. You had all of that huge project that Jack was involved in. So there's a lot there to balance, all right, as far as good or bad on Jack. And personality-wise, I don't know. Jack's kind of just Jackie. I I don't know. Um, You know, and then there's the the personality stuff that, that, that... you know, my passion's misguided and donate. Like, like you guys messed up an assistant coach's hire publicly and then told me I was the misguided one and I should donate to you. Like, to me, that is completely disconnected from the appropriate messaging. When you publicly mess something up to tell me I'm the one that was misguided. Perhaps you were misguided by not handling that the right way publicly. Maybe you were the misguided one, but no, I was the misguided one, and then I should donate. <laughs> like, stuff like that, bro, it, it is a bit much. You know what else? And this is just me being a cheapskate, I guess. I really didn't appreciate when they announced one day, we're going to redo the ticket structure, the pricing for the for the tickets. And then overnight, I got no more value, but my tickets doubled in price. Overnight, just like that. This was back in the days where the big game tickets for our big home games were, I think, 150. Face value, 150. And I had good access to seats, like 40, 50-yard line on our our sideline. I had access to good seats, and I usually just had to pay face value to get them. And face value went from 150 to 300 overnight. I got no new benefit for that. I didn't get I didn't get anything. I didn't get extra access. I didn't get parking passes. I didn't get yeah, 71 people four likes. I, would you people break your thumbs? Did everybody break their thumbs? Give me a break. You're in here. Take one second and hit it, man. Move your thumb. It ain't that hard. I appreciate the ref the. Uh, referral there, Mikey. Thank you. Um, but anyways, it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, we're going to do family-friendly pricing and redo things. It wasn't family-friendly for me. All my tickets doubled in price and I didn't get any more value or we didn't get any better at the sport. I didn't appreciate that. I did it. Nobody cares about me and that's the way big business goes. But it did rub me the wrong way when it, it, it's framed as you know, family friendly pricing. And then, and then overnight, my tickets are doubled. I didn't get nothing for that. So, you know, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. And here's the other thing you got to understand about being the Notre Dame athletic drink. This might be the biggest point of all these. And you'll know what I'm talking about, you Notre Dame people. You'll know what I'm talking about. The hardest part about being the Notre Dame athletic director is 
unlike most football places where the head coach and the AD, one of the two of those guys is the alpha who runs the university and gets everything done and makes things move. And they're the decision maker, the check writer and all that. At a lot of places, it's the head football coach. Alabama is a good example. Georgia is a good example. Those are places where the head coach gets what he wants. He gets the money he wants. He gets the money he needs. He gets whatever he wants, and it drives the whole thing. Notre Dame's not like that, and we all know that. There are a lot of things Jack might have wanted to do or get done or do this or have different messaging on that or whatever or be whatever. Jack has to go to the group of top admins sitting around that table and get them to buy into whatever he wants to do for the athletic program. Everybody needs to realize that structure is a little bit unique to Notre Dame. Sure, there are boards you have to answer to at these other schools. The difference is they're one of their top priorities at the other schools is football supremacy. I got bad news for people. You got to go down the list of bullet points at a Notre Dame admin meeting to get to the port, the part that says make football elite is our priority. You got a lot of bullet points and things they're a lot more worried about before we get to that one at Notre Dame. That's an issue. That's an issue every Notre Dame AD has to deal with. So I am certain there are things I've yelled at Jack about that Jack doesn't like, but he couldn't get it done or couldn't get it paid for or whatever because of the admin he has to answer to. That Notre Dame AD is in the middle between hearing out all the stuff that coaches need for all these teams and programs. Then they go to Jack and they talk about it. And then Jack has to go to that group and get approval to write a check, fire somebody, hire somebody, whatever, build a new building, whatever it is. Jack's always that in-between. He's like the, he's a consigliere. He's, he's got to negotiate between both sides to figure out that's a unique position. And there are times I'm sure he, he has had to just take some L's, take some bullets for the cause because he's the face of whatever happens or doesn't happen, even if it isn't his choice and he's not the final decision maker. Very, very unique dynamic there. Very unique, all right? So that's kind of where I'm at on Captain Jack. There is a lot of good on the ledger. There's just not enough football results on a high level for him to get to elite Notre Dame AD status glorified forever. That's tied to winning in football. I'm sorry. It doesn't. I don't care how many swords the fancy team, the fancy teams I don't care how many people the fencing team stabs. It's never going to mean what football winning means. Okay? All championships in Notre Dame are not built the same. I'm happy for the fencing program, but stabbing people doesn't get the donations winning in football does. All right? I respect all of that, but if you don't win in football, you don't get elite status here. That goes for Kelly, and it goes for Captain Jack. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I like looking at that fencing, but it ain't football. And so on the way out, how you remembered all this stuff with Kelly and Jack. A lot of really good.
raised the levels in a lot of areas, but but never really got over the hump to be magical Notre Dame status. All right? Kelly ain't getting a statue here. You got to win football stuff. And I don't just mean a lot of regular season games. This should not be a topic that gets me this mad. But alas, here I am. 